The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. So Jesus encounters a man with an unclean spirit that causes him to have these outbursts. And we think this is a foreign world, something so different from what we experience. And yet, is that true? The reality is the same, but we just look at it from a different perspective, use a different lens to examine it. But it has always been the case that people had troubles, problems, acted in ways that seemed alien to themselves. We have new names for it. Addiction, obsessive-compulsive disorder, personality disorder, bipolar disorder. We medicalize it as if that was something totally different. But for Jesus, the physical, the mental, and the spiritual all are in the same person and all need healing at the same time. It's amazing the number of great people who have discussed their compulsions in their own writing. St. Augustine, who was the Einstein of his day, was afflicted with what we might call alcoholism as well as sex addiction in his youth, in his young adulthood. And he would write in his confessions about how he knew this was self-destructive and he was disciplined in so many different ways in his life. And yet even though he could see himself falling into self-destructive behaviors, he just couldn't stop himself until he had a dramatic conversion experience, a healing, so to speak. St. Paul talks about how he is amazed at the things he does And he says, they're me, but they're not me. They're the sin that dwells within me. Something that seemed alien, and yet something that he did. And he was troubled as to how that could be, that someone who was such a holy man, such a devoted man, would fall into such great sin. Fyodor Dostoevsky wrote about this in the 19th century, in two books, The Gambler and the Idiot. He had just gotten out of being a political prisoner. He had served for 10 years as a result of reading books that were against the government. And now he was very poor. He saw a casino, and with a little bit of money he had, he bet on the roulette wheel. And he won. And it just seemed amazing to him. He had this rush of joy. Maybe this was the answer. Maybe this was the way to get out of debt. And so he played and lost all the money that he had won, ran out to a pawn shop, pawned his watch, pawned his ring, pawned his winter coat, 
went back to the casino and lost all the money that he had gotten at the pawn shop. And this was to happen to him over and over and over again. He would go back to his wife, morose, apologetic, and say that this would never happen again. But that was an excuse that she would hear, a promise she would hear over and over again for years to come. And he would write about how there was this fever that would take over within him. In his more rational moments, he knew that this was self-destructive. He knew that this was not helping. He knew that it was only ruining his marriage, making him neglect his family, making him a laughingstock of those who saw him as a great literary figure and yet some poor helpless man who had put himself into poverty as a result of his reckless gambling. One time he went into a casino, lost everything once again, in his frenzy begged his fellow gamblers to lend him money and use his clothes as collateral, and once again lost everything. He went out into the winter night, feeling again self-disgust, revulsion, and confusion over how this could happen again, how this could happen day after day, week after week, year after year. And he saw a church in the distance, and he thought, it's 9.30 at night, but maybe there'll be a priest there. Maybe I can go to confession. And he walked into the church, and he said as he knelt down at the pew, it seemed as a wave of icy cold water hit him. It chastened him, but it also cleansed him. He went running out of the church, fearful in a sense, but joyful at the same time. It was as if God had given him a cold slap of reality, but in that slap there was also love, and there was also power. He went home and once again promised his wife that that would never happen again, and it never did happen again. He was healed. There are times when we all experience in our own lives being a little bit out of control. I know I have, if you haven't, and we know other people too that we love that do things that seem senseless. We need Jesus' power. He's pre he preaches with authority in this first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And then to prove his credentials, he heals, to show that he truly does have power. He truly does have authority. He doesn't just refer to other experts. He knows God. He has the power of God. He is God. And he is the one true antidote to our ills, physical, mental, and spiritual.